Welcome to the Minor Touches to Major Impact podcast, where nonprofit leaders get the strategies and the encouragement they need to see their mission fully funded. We refuse to leave the world as it is. No, we dream of it as it could be. We're kicking history in its sides, and we're having a really good time while we're doing it. We believe that paying attention to the minor touches maximizes our impact for our mission. For the next few minutes, we hoist our sails in a voyage away from mediocrity. Just as fast as the wind will move us, we're racing toward excellence and seeing our mission fully funded. I'm your host, David Oakes. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome to the show. Glad you tuned in. Today we're talking about what fundraisers can learn from Phyllis Diller and John Maxwell of all people. Why it matters, we're going to talk about that. But before we get into my thought for today, I want to either invite or remind you that this Tuesday, July the 27th, I'm hosting a free webinar. It won't cost you a thing. Christmas fundraising starts in July. This Tuesday, July 27, 2021 at 11 a.m. You just need to sign up so that I can reserve your space. I'm not in the habit of doing seminars, um, webinars, so I don't, I'm not set up to take a lot of people. So those of you who get in, you'll be served. If you don't get in, if you wait too late, well, um, maybe you can catch me next year. I don't know. I don't know how many people are going to sign up, but I can tell you I am limited in space because I'm really not set up to do this. I'd like to get started, and this will be my first one. So Christmas fundraising starts in July. You can sign up today. Click the links in the show notes, okay? And just before we get started, I want to give a shout out to so many of you in the international community who have been touching base with me and hooking up with me. You are my biggest encouragement. You're my greatest and most amazing, wonderful cheerleaders, and I welcome you into my life. So from Kenya, I want to say hello and a shout out to Richard and Charles, the Gambia, Abrema, God bless you, man, Palestine. Laith, Israel, Abud, and Suleiman, the Democratic Republic of the Congo in Africa. Ben, I love you like crazy. Thanks for hooking up with me. Yemen, the Republic of Yemen. Some of you have been contacting me. God, you listen, you learn, you amaze me. And hats off to you. Liberia, Ghana, Uganda, Akiki, pa- Pastor Cujo, Rwanda, Theodore. I love communicating with you. Namibia, Bjorn, you are a gifted writer. As I've been challenging you, keep writing. You need to write every day. Okay, now that I've given my shout outs, let's go to our thought for the day. What fundraisers can learn from Phyllis Diller John Maxwell file every day. Phyllis Diller, for you that are listening internationally, Phyllis is a, gosh, a comedian that was, she was huge when I was growing up as a child. She's passed on now, but most Americans, I don't know, my age 
and 50 and above. I think we know who Phyllis Diller is. She was a real giant. So I'll never forget something that an up-and-coming pastor taught me years ago. It's been a major boon to me today as a storyteller. I'm so glad that years ago I accepted this challenge. It is a life changer for me today. And I want to give you the challenge. And if you start today in one year, in five years, in 10 years or 20 years, as is in my case, you're going to look back and say, I remember when I was challenged to do this. You'll use me in a story and you'll say, I remember an old guy named David Oaks. He's gone to be with his, meet his reward now, but he challenged me to do this. It changed my life. And now, I'm going to challenge you to do it. Okay, so I can see myself in your blog post, in your podcast episode, and you're going to be mentioning my name, and I'm going to be looking down from the crowds going, oh, 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 isn't that something? (laughs) The pastor that challenged me, his name was John Maxwell. He had begun to step beyond his pastoral role. He was a, a pastor in San Diego, California, and he began to do leadership training for other pastors like myself. In Atlanta, Atlanta was close enough that we could drive up for just a few hours for me. So everything Pastor John did, we went to and he stole my heart. He got my ear and I began to learn from Pastor John. The habit he taught me was something that he had done for many years. His habit, file every day. Every day, John Maxwell, Pastor John, filed material away that he might use as a communicator and a content creator. He did it, having been challenged by one of his mentors, Zig Ziglar. Now, many of us old-timers, if you've not read this book, it is timeless. It's worth ordering. It's worth you giving your time to. And he made this challenge in his book called See you at the top. It's a classic. Now, I had read Zig's Challenged. I also listened a lot a lot to Zig Ziglar in those days, but I just didn't put it into practice. I don't know some reason I didn't. His thought was that an idea unrecorded was an idea that's often lost. Now, here's here's a gold nugget. If you're listening, you want to record this, you want to write this down, you want to remember this. Gold nugget here. I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to re- want to remember it. Left unrecorded, our best and most inspired ideas are often lost. Every day of his life, John, Pastor John, committed to taking content that he was consuming and filed it away for possible use in his messages and books. Now, you got to understand, if you're in a part of the world where you never heard of John Maxwell, John Maxwell is the leadership guru to the world. Ah, He's number one as far as I know. If there are other leading leadership leaders. I don't know who they are. I think they're all under John Maxwell. This man is a masterful content creator, book writer, bestseller, author. My God, John Maxwell's huge. I remember then how John Maxwell, he used to come to churches in Atlanta and we would go to his leadership seminars. I remember how he described reading books highlighting thoughts and stories, tearing out the page 
and he'd give it to his assistants to file away. I remember he'd say, books are not holy. I'll rip them apart. Magazines, he named how many dozens of magazines he got in a month's time. And he said, magazines are not holy. Rip out a page. He'd write on it to his assistant, Margaret. I think it was Margaret. Or Margaret's his wife. Anyway, his assistant. And he would say, file this away. Every day of his life, John Maxwell committed to filing something from whatever he was consuming away. He did it religiously. He did it as a commitment to God. He ripped out magazine articles and he filed them. He ripped out pages of books and he filed them. He never attended a seminar and a conference that he didn't take meticulous notes and file them. I've been in lots of web seminars and conferences with John Maxwell while other people were talking. And he took meticulous. He would take just um, uh, whole pages of notes when others would speak. He'd watch movies with a pen and paper recording the stories that moved him, and he'd file them. He listened to great speeches. He recorded thoughts and phrases that moved him, and he filed them every day. John Maxwell had at some point, I know because I've faced this metamorphosis myself, this transformation. John Maxwell had gone from seeing himself as a pastor, as a communicator. He began to see himself as a content producer. Now, can you see yourself as a content producer today instead of a pastor, instead of a missionary, instead of a nonprofit leader? Could you begin to see yourself as a non, as a, um, Content producer, Sila, pause and think about that. Take a moment and let that sink in. I'm challenging you to consider yourself as a content producer. If you saw yourself as a content producer, what would that change about your life? Here's one thing it would do. You would begin just like me, just like John, just like so many of the others that I'm about to tell you about. You would begin to file every day of your life. Committed to becoming a better communicator that day, I too started to collect and file thoughts, stories, insights, and anecdotes. I have done it every single day of my life since John Maxwell challenged me. I do it religiously, if you understand where I'm coming from. Filing every day enabled me, and it enables me today, to be a better communicator and a storyteller. I've used these stories. What I'm telling you this is the truth. My hand, my right hand is in the air. I have used these stories to raise millions of dollars. Cognitive psychologist Jerome Bruner suggests that wrapping the facts about your nonprofit, your organization, your business even, with stories makes yourselves yourself and your message 22 times more memorable. You can click on that and find that quote in your show notes. Communication expert Jim Lukashevsky says, a picture may be worth a thousand words, but a good story is worth 10,000 pictures. Oh, that is powerful. A picture may be worth a thousand words. But a good story is worth 10,000 pictures. Mm-mm-mm, good stuff, good stuff. Leaders of successful political campaigns understand the power of stories. Conference keynote speakers understand the power of stories. 
Wall Street titans understand the power of stories. Best-selling authors understand the power of stories. Great marketers leverage the power of stories. Listen to me. Great fundraisers understand and they leverage the power of stories. Wow. Following stories, anecdotes, and insights plays a crucial role in being a better storyteller. Telling better stories is a big step toward raising more money. Having a trove of stories, insights, tales, and truths filed around a particular topic is gold. I have said, I've preached it for a few years now, you want to raise more money, become a better storyteller. Here's storyteller. Here's a gold nugget for you. Here's a gold nugget. Filing stories, anecdotes, tales, and ideas away before you need them provides you with the ingredients for great storytelling. Let's give it one more time. One more time. <laughs> Gosh, who do I become on this podcast? Filing stories, anecdotes, tales, and ideas away. Here's the key. Underline this part. Before you need them, provides you with the ingredients for great storytelling. In his book, Steal Like an Artist, I just read that book, Austin Cleon. I'll give you the um, link to it in the show notes. It's a short little book. It only cost a few dollars, too. It's one of the greatest books I've ever read on collecting ideas. He says, Austin says, your job is to collect good ideas. The more great ideas you collect, the more you can choose from to be influenced by. Mm, Amazing. Your job as a fundraiser, your job as a content creator, your job is to collect good ideas. The more great ideas you collect, the more you can choose from to be influenced by. Thank you, Austin Cleon. Ralph Waldo Emerson kept his ideas in notebooks that he called savings banks. He he put his ideas in the bank. Austin Cleon tells how Ralph Waldo Emerson kept these notebooks, and they were in part his storehouse of original writing, designed to store and give him access to the accumulating fruits of his reading on every topic that interested him throughout his life. Emerson collected thoughts, ideas, stories on every subject imaginable. Phyllis Diller, Phyllis Diller, she had a, quote, gag file. She called it a gag file. A steel cabinet with 48 steel drawers containing more than 50,000 three-by-five index cards, each with a gag or a joke that she used for her stand-up comedy. That file is currently housed at the Smithsonian Institution. Now, Bob Hope had a swipe file, too. His swipe file is housed in the Library of Congress. Incredible. Is that not amazing? I'll put a click in the show notes. You can click on it and you can read about Phyllis Diller and her gag file. 
When George Carlin was 18, he had an employer tell him to write down every idea, quote, he said, every idea I get, even if I can't use it at the time, and then file it away and have a system for filing it away because a good idea is is of no use to unless you can find it. We'll talk about your system for filing on another date. Today, I'm just challenging you to begin to file it. Wow. Martin Luther King electrified the world with his speech, I Have a Dream. Now, it has been determined that Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, little, I don't want to say little, large portions of that speech are not original. They've been traced to a merging together of thoughts and ideas, at least 10 other texts that Martin Luther King used to write and his speech, I Have a Dream. Now, you've been listening to me. You've learned about Dan, uh, John Maxwell. You've learned about Phyllis Diller and Bob Hope. Can you guess how Martin Luther King drafted this speech with so many different thoughts and ideas from so many different people? Mm, you know now, don't you? He kept Files. So I'll put a link, uh, a click, a link in the show notes, and you can click on it. It's a great um, Wikipedia page, and there's a little portion in the part of this. I have a dream Wikipedia page that says similarities and illusions, and you can read how that Martin Luther King used everyone else's ideas to be such a great communicator. Selah. Oh my God. Today, I am challenging you to be like Phyllis Diller. I'm challenging you to be like Bob Hope. I'm challenging you to be like John Maxwell. I'm challenging you to be like Martin Luther King. I'm challenging you to be like George Carlin. I'm challenging you to be like Ralph Waldo Emerson. You need to make the quality decision to file every day. Now, following John Maxwell's challenge, Phyllis Diller's example, I began to file material in folders, and I stored it in a few metal filing cabinets. I filled those cabinets up. I promise you I did. We'll talk on another day how I moved from filing cabinets to filing electronically. Wow, the electronic world exploded with programs for electronic filing. And for David Oaks, that was a happy, happy day. And I'll tell you why that is. So are you ready to get started? Make the quality decision to start filing every day. So that's our show for today. I want to remind you, don't miss. You'll have to sign up. Christmas fundraising starts in July. That's Tuesday, July the 27th at 11 a.m. You must sign up to get in. So, ah, there you go. That's our show for today. I'm glad you tuned in. Okay, I'm going to send you away with some positive affirmations as I always do. Ready? Always remember, we are proud nonprofit leaders on a mission to create a changed world. We're not begging, we're not pleading, no, we're inviting humanity to partner with providence to see injustice become justice, to see wrongs become righted, so we can leave the world we found in a better place. It's all coming together. It's all breaking our way. Every day we're a little clearer in our message. 
Every day we learn a little more strategy. We see another piece of the puzzle coming together. So until next time, this is David Oates saying, don't forget, it's paying attention to these minor touches that lead to major impact. So long.